Tidying up some loose ends right now, ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, host of the hottest show, giving you best content in the streets. That being, in my own words, I am live in studios. We've had a great discussion of topics for this week, starting off with Georgia, the Bulldogs and its fan base being vexed or obsessed with defeating the Crimson Tide and trying to get to its first national championship since 1980 or win its first national title, I should say, since 1980. Georgia under pressure this season. Kirby Smart got to find a way to get that done. From that, we bounce to uh, Alabama defensive back Shaheem Carter, the returning senior. And I gave my thoughts on why I believe NFL draft scouts will not sleep on this young man in the upcoming season. And now we get into Landon Dickerson, the graduate transfer from Florida State, offensive lineman that became the latest addition to Alabama's 2019 recruiting class. Under Nick Saban, the Crimson Tide have had success bringing in guys, transfers from either other marquee programs or junior college institutions. Uh, In terms of the marquee programs, we all remember Richard Mullaney, the man earning the nickname Slotty Pippen from Oregon State, came to Alabama in 2015 and helping the likes of Jacob Coker get the Crimson Tide not only to a Southeastern Conference Championship, but a college football playoff national title. From Mulaney, we go to Garrick Dieter, who spent time at SMU and Bowling Green before making landfall, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in 2016, helping the Tide win a Southeastern Conference title and appear in the college football playoff. Now, me personally, I feel like Dieter should have been targeted more in 2016, but that's besides the point. When you look at JUCO guys, Jaron Reed, Isaiah Bugs, Terrence Cody, Jesse Williams, James Carpenter. I mean, I can go on for days the number of JUCO players that have come to Alabama and have made a tremendous impact. But now we study Landon Dickerson, former Florida State offensive lineman, the latest addition to the 2019 class for Alabama. He comes in at six foot five, 310 pounds. When he enrolled at Florida State in 2016 as a freshman, this was a five-star, according to 247 Sports. He was a four-star from other major recruiting networks, ESPN, Rivals, and Scout. Despite being a versatile offensive lineman, can play anywhere, can play any of the five positions on the line, he was highly regarded as the number one offensive guard via rivals and the number four offensive guard coming from scout.com. So very exceptional guard on the interior. He played in 13 games for the Seminoles under Jimbo Fisher, but for much of his time, injuries have hampered Dickerson. It's been a situation where he would start four games here. He would start six games there. He would start two games here. He would get playing time. But it would be right as he's about to become the finished product, right? Right as he's just about to get his feet wet and get going and being 
a dominant force along the interior or along the offensive front, he gets hurt. Whether it's a serious knee injury, no matter what the medical mishap may be, he has always had a tendency to get bitten by the injury bug. When he's not hurt, he's actually really, really highly productive. Case in point, 2016, his freshman year, Dickerson was actually an honorable mention All-American according to Campus Insiders. In his seven starts as a freshman, in his third start in 2016 for Florida State, that was the game against South Florida in which the Seminoles won 55 to 35. He blocked, Dickerson here, he blocked for 478 rushing yards, the second most in Florida State history. He helped Dalvin Cook at the time rush for 200, 267 yards, excuse me, which is the second most by a known player. That offensive output from Florida State in that game was the highest of the era for Jimbo Fisher. Aside from that, if you go to 2018 and you look at what he did in the matchup against Louisville, the game in which Florida State won 28-24, Dickerson showed he was effective in pass protection, helping the likes of DeAndre Francois at quarterback account for 294 passing yards and four touchdowns, which was a season high for him. So when he is not hurt, when he has not dealt with injuries, really successful in the run game, really successful pass blocker. Now, him coming to the Crimson Tide, he's got two years of eligibility left. Now, this upcoming season may not have much of an impact just due to the returning talent Alabama's got. Seeing that he is an exceptional guard, he would be battling the likes of Emil Ikior Jr., Deontay Brown, despite him serving a four-game suspension in the upcoming season, Matt Womack, and even the likes of Evan Neal, the 6'8", 360-pound uh, true freshman in from Florida. So those are just some of the names that he would be battling. Now, at that left guard spot, Emil Ikior pretty much has that sewn up. Even though Deontay Brown will be able to come back in the fifth game, get some playing time in, work his way back into the rotation. From right now, just based on what I saw in spring ball and how the guys have continued to progress in summer workouts, Emil Ikior Jr., to me, would be the left guard. At right guard, here is where Dickerson could have his play should things fall in this order. At right guard, the competition will be between Matt Womack, Evan Neal, and then you got Dickerson in there as well, along with Brown upon him coming back. Dickerson can fight for that spot, but as of right now, I see more of Matt Womack at six foot seven, 325 pounds taking that spot, seeing how he can be a much better guard than an offensive tackle. Womack at times has problems with defending, shielding the likes of the twitchy, edge-bending pass rushers from the quarterback. He would fit better as a big-time molar uh, road grader in the run game. So for Dickerson, the good thing for him, he's got two years of eligibility left. So if he doesn't get it done 
in terms of a starting spot or a big time contributing role this year, you would potentially look at 2020 where Alabama could lose Jedrick Wills to the NFL draft after this year, Alex Leatherwood to the draft, Chris Owens, should he have a massively productive year at center in the upcoming season, Matt Womack will be gone. You could potentially lose a lot of guys from the offensive line to the upcoming draft after the 2019 season. So, Dickerson, two years to play with here. Either he could be a marquee contributor this year or next season could be his big time uh, to shine or to emerge. But to end all be all with him, Injury Bug has got to be able to shake that. He's played in 13 games. He's got some experience at a marquee program at a power five school like Florida State. Can he remain consistently healthy is the key. When he's been healthy, he's been good. He's been dominant. I've watched tape on him. He can run block. He can pass block. He can get to the second level. He can pull around. He is a five-tool player when healthy. He's got to be able to maximize that full potential and avoid all injuries, but Alabama getting a good one in the graduate transfer, Landon Dickerson out of Florida State. It's going to do it here for this edition of In My Own Words. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you check out the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Do the right thing. Treat yourself accordingly. Be the best Alabama fan and getting all the information. Be in the know. You can do this by downloading the app. You're rocking Team Apple. You go to the iPhone App Store. You got the Android phone, Google Play Store. Hit that up right now. Uh, Get you a subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine, tdalabamamag.com. Pick up that subscription today to get in on all the latest news, notes, and information. Also, subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Get with the site. Connect with the site that's got over a million video views. You want Crimson Tide all day, every day. We're hitting you right here. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. When we get back to start next week's edition of shows, we'll dive into an interesting topic. I've already touched on the secondary once before, but we're going to look at Eddie Smith and Daniel Wright. Which one of these two, it's now or never for one of these two, which one can truly rise in the upcoming season and really be a significant contributor? For all of us here at the TDA brand, I'm yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Until next time, folks, it's been in my own words.